0: Is
1: real. There's power in your name. We find hope. We trust in your ways. We need Jesus is
0: real. I still pray the exact same prayer today. After 20 years of following you, I say, God, today, can you reveal yourself to me in a way that I can understand? And you know what's amazing? God does. See, we need to ask God for revelation. The word revelation, it has its root meaning of opening up a present or a box and seeing what's inside. You have a box, it's wrapped. You don't know what's inside until you open it up, and now you know what's inside. Same idea.
1: Have you opened your present from God today? Did you even know that he gave you one? The present that God gives you every time you ask Him is to reveal Himself to you in a way you can understand. Isn't that the best present you've ever received? Pastor Daniel reminds us in today's message to ask the Lord to reveal Himself to us every day. If you haven't opened your present yet today, stop and ask Him now for a new revelation. Now, here's Pastor Daniel in Matthew chapter 13 as he continues his message Why Jesus Speaks in Parables.
0: We hear mystery, we think of like, you know, America's got talent and the stage goes dark and there's a little smoke and someone's doing something that you're like, I don't know how that person did that. But in the Bible, a mystery is a truth that has always been that God has chosen to reveal and unpack now. And he's saying, look, my disciples, God wants you to understand what he's doing. But those who are not my disciples, they're not going to understand. They're not supposed to understand. Now, we're going to see why that's the case in a moment. But here's my question for you Are you a disciple? See, a disciple is somebody who has chosen to learn from Jesus and follow Jesus. And here's the thing. If you are a disciple of Jesus, then Jesus wants to explain to you the most profound things ever. But if you do not want to be a disciple, don't get upset if you don't understand. Because you don't really want to understand. Listen to what it says in Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2. It says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter... But it is the glory of kings to search a matter out. Isn't that a strange proverb? That God is glorified by being secretive? Being mysterious? And it is the glory of somebody who is revered to search a matter out. See, We think that God would be glorified if everyone gets everything that they want right as they want it. But now it says it's God's glory to be more secretive and reserved and it's to the glory of a person to seek a matter out and to understand that secret. Why? Here's the thing. If you really want to know somebody, like really deeply, intimately know them, you need to pursue that, don't you? And if you really say, I want to know somebody, you don't spend any time with them, then do you really want to know them? I mean, you can't think that you would have the most profound knowledge of somebody if you don't spend any time with them. And in the same way, see, for the follower of Jesus, you're saying, God, I want to follow Jesus. And I got to say, because you're following me, I want to reveal to you the most amazing things. But if you don't want to, why would I share my secrets with you? See, if it's not true in the physical, how would it ever be true in the spiritual? So, here's the thing. We shouldn't be shocked if people don't understand who Jesus is. We shouldn't be shocked if people don't get what God is up to. Because, according to the Bible, those who God wants to know will know. Now, here's the thing that's interesting This is all happening at a moment in time. Jesus' ministry is just beginning. And Jesus already has a ton of opposition from the Pharisees. Already. You have the disciples, they're following Jesus The Pharisees are already actively pushing against Jesus' ministry And the common people are hearing him gladly So really, the parables function The common people love this stuff But the religious leaders who didn't want to have anything to do with Jesus They're not going to get it anyway All through the scriptures you find the Pharisees being like They perceived that he was telling that parable against them See, so what's going on here Is that God wants to be revealed but god can only be revealed when we want him to reveal himself let me give you an example of this you guys are gonna love it or not love it but i think this is real and this is humanity how many times has somebody ever called you on something and you knew that they were right but you didn't feel like hearing it Nobody, right? I was like, oh no, (laughs) right? Like someone's just like, you know that that's a bad decision. No, it's not. It's a good decision. Even though deep side, you're like, you know, it's a bad decision, right? But you're like, why are you judging me? But deep down in your heart, you know that you're making a bad decision and your friend loves you enough to tell you it's a bad decision. Uh -uh." Right? This is the kind of stuff that was going on. See, the reality for each one of us is that God wants to reveal himself. God wants you to understand He says, look, even what you have I'll give you more that you might have an abundance Of understanding of who God is But you have to want it And what God is doing here Is he's obscuring the truth By those who do not want to understand Now, I realize that for some of you right now You're here at Crossroads And you wouldn't consider yourself A disciple of Jesus Or a follower of Jesus And I realize that there are all sorts of real reasons Why you would do that right? I don't want to diminish or dismiss any of those. Because everybody's real, you know, maybe along the way you got hurt at church or you had a, you know, a family member who was Christian, but they were horrible. Or you have your own set of questions that you bring in. And obviously we live in a culture that doesn't think that you should follow Jesus and is trying to do life without Jesus and shocked why the world is all jacked up when you're trying to live life without the son of God. You know? And so we have all these cultural reasons and personal reasons and, you know, educational reasons. But here's what I want to tell you. If you choose not to follow Jesus, don't be shocked that you don't understand what Jesus is up to. And don't be shocked that God's word seems illogical to you because that's exactly why it's there. But if you wanted to understand, if you were to choose to follow Jesus, then. He wants to reveal this stuff to you. But the reason you don't understand is because you really don't want to understand because you're not willing to understand. Now, we're going to unpack that in a second. And I know you might say, well, how dare you say that to me? I'm not actually saying it. It's in the book. I'm just laying it out for you because we believe here at Crossroads and being real about it. Like, I'm not going to tell you, oh, listen, you don't believe in Jesus, but you're going to understand everything about Jesus. No, you're not going to understand very much at all. And what you do understand, you really don't understand. Because... Jesus' teaching is designed to make sure you don't understand because you're not following him. The secrets that he wants to give only come as part of the family. Like, so there's this restaurant that uh, we love to go to when we lived in the Bay Area. Whenever we go down there, we always go there. This restaurant's called Soul Food, right? So Soul Food is Puerto Rican food. And they make these pink beans that are, even if you don't like beans, you would love these. So every time I go in there, I try and like, grab one of the people there and I start chatting them up and put my schmooze on. Cause I want the pink bean recipe. Cause we don't live there. I even kicked it. Last time I saw them, I'm like, listen, we don't even live in the area. We're not going to open up like a soul food Northwest. You know, like, can I just get the recipe? And you know what they say? There's like, actually, nobody knows the recipe except for the chef and the son of the owner. And they make the beans before anyone gets here. I'm like, stop. And they're like, no. I'm like, I'm like didn't you ever think to put like a nanny cam in there or something? Like, we can get that recipe here, you know? And they're like, they're like, nobody. It's a family secret. Now, if soul food's willing to do that for pink beans, how much more the son of God? Amen? <laughs> now, I could argue, listen, you got to give me the recipe. I love this food. I live, so, I live 10 hours away. Please, please. And they're like, yeah, sorry. You just got to come down and eat the beans. <laughs> Same is true. But listen, the parables are designed that those... Who God wants to know, they'll know. Now, remember we said that the problem is in our hearts. The problem is that some of us don't want to know. Jesus actually says that next, because look at what he says. If we pick up in verse 13 of chapter 13, Jesus says this, therefore, now notice the therefore. What do we say when we see a therefore? What's well, it there for? You guys are good Bible students. Therefore is a concluding word. When someone says therefore, they're concluding a statement. So because the parables exist that those who God wants to know will know. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear nor do they understand and in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled which says hearing you will hear and you shall not understand and seeing you will see and not perceive for the heart's Of this people have grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. Now, you hear what he says? He says, therefore, the reason I speak in parables is because the people have eyes to see, but they don't want to see. They have ears to hear, and they don't want to hear. They have hearts that have the capacity to understand, but their hearts have gotten hard. Right? So what he's saying is the reason these parables work is not because God doesn't want to see everyone get saved, but because each person is responsible to make their own decisions on what you're going to do with the information you've been given. And when you have eyes that are designed to see, but you're closing them shut or you're pretending that what you're seeing is not real, when you have ears that can hear, you have all of the capacity to hear, but you're not willing to understand what you're hearing. If you have a heart that is designed to perceive the very truths of existence, but you're not willing to allow God to reveal himself, then guess what? You're never going to understand. And that's why in light of this, if we're going to take this text and we're going to put legs on in our own lives, the simple question is this, that you and I, we need to ask God for revelation. You and I need to ask God for revelation. Now, I think that this is super important because I remember the very first prayer that I ever prayed. I remember I was, I was in college, I was really, I was, I was a seeker, I wasn't against anything, I just didn't know what was going on, right? And I had someone say to me, they said, well listen, why don't you pray like this, God, if you're real, can you reveal yourself to me in a way that I can understand? And I'm like, well, that's pretty, like, that sounds pretty logical. And I remember that I'll never forget the first time I prayed. This was probably my second semester, last semester of college. And I'm in my apartment. I'm just like, okay, I don't know if I'm talking to myself. That would be weird. Talking to the air. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm like, but God, if you're real, will you reveal yourself to me in a way that I can understand? And you know what's amazing? Not only did God reveal himself to me in a way that I can understand, I still pray the exact same prayer today. After 20 years of following you, I say, God, today, can you reveal yourself to me in a way that I can understand? And you know what's amazing? God does. See, we need to ask God for revelation. The word revelation, it has its root meaning of opening up a present or a box and seeing what's inside. You have a box, it's wrapped. You don't know what's inside until you open it up and now you know what's inside. Same idea. And see, God wants to reveal himself to us because he's already given us eyes that can see, but can we really see with true insight? We have ears that can hear, but can we really hear the still, small voice of God? We have hearts that work. And not heart, the blood-pumping organs. Some of our hearts don't work so good. You have pacemakers. Praise God for the pacemaker. But I'm talking about the control center of your life where all the information comes in and you make Decisions. Some people call the heart the seat of the soul. You can call it whatever you want. It's that place where all the decisions are made. You have a heart, but is your heart hardened or is it able to perceive what God is doing? What I would encourage you to do is every single day, you ask God to reveal Himself to you in a way you can understand. Same thing. One of the things, of the things I love hearing, and I hear it a lot here across us, and I love hearing this. People say, Pastor Daniel, I don't understand the Bible. I read it, I don't understand it. And I say, Praise God. They're like, Excuse me? And I say praise God because that means that they're reading the Bible. That's a great thing. So I'm always like, I don't understand what's in the Bible. I'm reading, I don't get it. I'm like, yeah, awesome. And they're like, excuse me? You're supposed to be my good pastor. I mean, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, you're reading. That's good. The fact that you don't understand, that's a problem, but it's a good problem. So that's how I answer that. And I'm sure some of you are this question. Like, I tried to read scripture. I don't understand. Listen, don't focus on what you don't understand. What is God trying to speak to you today? See, here's the thing. And I'm not saying we shouldn't go deeper with the things we don't understand. The things you don't understand, probably God wants to do something there too. But we're so busy focusing on what we don't understand that we're not grabbing hold of what God is trying to speak to us today. Listen, I can read the exact same chapter of the Bible every single day for the next month, and I guarantee you every single day God will take a different verse and speak to me personally. Why one day one verse one day and verse? I don't know God knows what I need he knows how he wants to reveal himself to me And so the thing is for many of us because we're focusing on what we don't understand rather than what God is trying to speak to us today We stop reading and we actually short-circuit exactly what God is doing So don't focus on what you don't understand. grab hold of what God is speaking. when you're reading and one verse pops off the page Write that thing down in your journal and say God. What do you have for me in that today? Does that make sense? And that's how you're letting God. And the things you don't understand, in my journal, it says, I don't understand this verse, or I don't understand how this verse relates to this verse, with all these questions. And I'll seek God on them, but I'm supposed to focus on what He's given me today. And I'm supposed to seek to clarity on the things I don't understand. But don't let the things you don't understand keep you from the things that God's trying to speak to you today. See, you have to ask God for revelation. And when you ask God for revelation, and you're one of His followers, He delights to give it to you because you're one of those people he wants to know and he wants to reveal himself to you. And what's beautiful here is Jesus uses a quotation from Isaiah chapter six, verses nine and 10. And this quotation is very powerful because it says, and in them, in these people who have ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to understand who don't want to understand in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled. Which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand, and seeing you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people has grown dull, their ears are hard of hearing, their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts and turn, so that I should heal them. Now, this is a beautiful and scary text because you know Isaiah chapter 6 this is when Isaiah saw that vision of the Lord remember I saw the Lord seated on the throne and the train of his of his robe filled the temple and and he hears the angel saying holy 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 Lord God almighty you know, and, and right away when this happens, Isaiah says, I am undone he realizes that he is an unclean man in the midst of a holy God, and he's in the midst of an unclean people, and then the angel comes and takes the coal of fire, and touches his mouth and like, wait, now you're ready to go, I have no clue what that means but it's kind of cool, you know I mean, for Isaiah, I don't want an uh, angel to put a hot coal in my mouth, praise God you know what I mean, but the idea is he's cleansing them, you know, at, at the very least and then Isaiah hears, whom shall we send, and Isaiah says, send me which is awesome, and then the Lord says to me, guess what, you're gonna go to people who have ears to hear, they don't wanna hear, they have eyes to see, they don't wanna see, their hearts are hard. Now, for a lot of us, imagine you get a job, your job description says, look, you're gonna do this, and no one's gonna understand you, everyone's gonna hate you, and they're gonna persecute you. Sound fun? How many of us would be like, sayonara? Can I get a job where I can get a little thankfulness? But Isaiah goes. See, Jesus is saying, that prophecy to Isaiah, that actually involves me too and these people. And guess what? For you and I as followers of Jesus, those of you who are born again following Jesus, you shouldn't be shocked when you telling people about who Jesus is, what he's done, how he works, that people don't agree, that people don't understand. Why? Because they don't want to understand. They have ears to hear. They have the facility to be able to hear, but they don't want to hear it. They have eyes that can see, but they shut their, I don't want to see that. They have hearts that can understand, but they're like, no, I don't want that. Now, here's the thing. You and I have to make sure we're not in that place. Because don't miss the fact Jesus is also talking about some very religious people who took their religion very, very seriously, who ultimately was going to crucify him. So we have to be careful as followers of Jesus. Because, listen, anybody here ever see a Christian who's after nothing like a Christian but think that they are? <laughs> yeah. There's lots of them, Right? And we don't want to be those people at all. But if you say, Lord, will you reveal yourself to me? This idea is asking God for revelation is asking God to orient all of your human faculties to be able to understand and perceive who God is and what he's done and what he's doing. So if God has given you ears, say, Lord, will you tune in the ears of my heart to hear your still small voice? God, will you orient the sight in my eyes to see you moving in the land of the living? Lord, will you open up my heart that I might experience you and receive your truth and allow all of my The meditation of my heart to be acceptable to you, oh God. Lord, will you allow all of my preferences to line up with your holy preferences? God, will you change the way I see and experience and perceive everything in life that my ways are lined up with your ways? And brothers and sisters, here's the thing. If you begin to ask God to orient all that you are in line with him, he will do it. He will do it. Because he wants to do it. But for many of us, we're unwilling. Listen, if you're here to and there's no judgment, because look, we're all in this together, right? If you're unwilling right now, even just confess your unwillingness. Some of you, listen, God has already spoken to you about a lot of stuff, and it's still going on, right? Even if you come to God and say, God, you know I'm resistant right here. I've always been this way. I've always done this. I've always felt justified in hating these people, but you said I should love my enemies, and you know I'm resistant here, God. Confess that resistance. Why? Because he's faithful and just to forgive us of that sin. That's what it is. Even if it's justifiable sin in your mind, or you feel it's it's a well-worn shoe that you've been wearing forever, and you know that God is asking you, inviting you out of it. When you confess that sin and then you start asking other you pray for me. I know God wants to do a work here. Before you watch what God does. Ask him for revelation because oftentimes what God wants to do in our lives, we have to respond to what he's doing and then he has us take the next step. The reason God doesn't reveal himself the same way to everyone is because God is a gentleman. He's not going to reveal himself to someone who doesn't want it. He's not going to impose himself. Every once in a while he does, like in the Apostle Paul's case, and there's there's unique cases like that. But by and large, you get what you ask for. If you sow to the flesh, of the flesh you reap destruction. You sow to the Spirit, of the Spirit you reap everlasting life. So it becomes a question of our willingness. And I just simply want to encourage all of you to say, God, will you reveal yourself to me today? If you've never believed in Jesus, you say, Lord, will you reveal yourself to me in a way I can understand? If you've been walking with Jesus for a half century, you say, Lord, will you reveal yourself to me today in a way I can understand? And we keep following him. Now, from there, notice verse 16. It says, but. Now, again, just the way therefore is a concluding word, but is a contrasting word. So he says, look, I speak in parables that those who God wants to know will know. There are those who don't want to know and that's why they're not going to know. And we have to make sure that we're not in that category. We want God to reveal us. He says, but, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it, and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. Listen, if you are born again and you are following Jesus and you are a disciple of Jesus and God is in the process of revealing to you the mysteries of God's kingdom, then don't forget how blessed you are. Don't forget how blessed you are. See, Jesus says, listen, but blessed are you because I'm revealing this stuff to you. Your eyes see and your ears hear. And even reminds me, listen, there are prophets and righteous people who would have loved to be standing where you're standing. And that's just not true for the disciples. That's true for you and I. You know why? Because we are on this side of the finished work of Jesus. The cross and the empty tomb happened in the past. And what that means is that for the brand new, baby, born again believer who puts their faith and trust in Jesus today, you are in a more blessed state than the prophet Isaiah was. Why? Because the Holy Spirit doesn't just come upon you on a one-off. The Holy Spirit indwells you because the work is finished. And for too many of us, listen, you're a follower of Jesus, but you are taking for granted the blessed dispensation that you live in right now.
1: you and i need to ask god for revelation ask god to reveal himself to you in a way that you can understand today pastor daniel showed us that revelation is like opening a present that's what god does for us when the disciples didn't understand a parable they asked jesus to explain it to them You and I can do the same thing with Jesus today so we don't get lost in the things we don't understand.
0: Hey everyone, there's a lot happening in the world and it can keep you pretty busy. But I want to encourage you to take some time and devote it to your spiritual growth. I know God wants to do something in your life and I'm excited for you to discover exactly what that is. Come join me for a worship service at Crossroads Community Church Online so I can share the Bible with you.
1: Join us again here on Jesus Is Real Radio when Pastor Daniel will ask one of life's most important questions. How's your heart? The heart is the control center of your life where your will and passions are found and where you make decisions. You bring your heart into every situation, so it's important to know where you stand. Horrible things happen on this earth, but next time we'll see that what matters most is how you deal with it.